Welcome to Daf Tess of Lakotei Torah, Sefer Bamidbar. This is a beer, an explanation on yesterday's Daf, the Maimer Ve'erastich Lilaylam. So now, in Zayar, it quotes a Pasuk, one of the Pasukim uh, which relate to uh, Kalo. We said yesterday that there's the... Uh, uh, different ways that the neshama can have close and effort, can expire with yearning for Hashem. And there are psukim that uh, relate to each of these ways. Uh, so one pasuk is, Hashem, that my soul is expiring, is yearning for the, um, the uh, uh, courtyards of Hashem. So in Zayar, it explains this pasuk that, uh, there are uh, the outer houses and the inner homes, and uh, the the uh, outer homes are called the chatzus Hashem, the courtyards of Hashem. So, what does that mean spiritually? That there are different spheres. There are the uh, spheres which re- represent the um, uh, energies that represent the inner part of the person, and they correspond to a deeper godly light, a deeper divine light as well. Um, with Hashem and the highest spheres, and that would be like the inner houses, whereas the uh, lower spheres are, uh, they, they, they are what are, we refer to with the, exter- the external um, houses, the outer houses. So uh, just like we have uh, first a courtyard and then an entryway and then the house, so the same thing spiritually. The, um, the, en- the uh, lower uh, so sorry, the courtyard is the entryway to the house. So spiritually, the lo- seven lower spheres are the entryway to the three higher spheres. And the uh, a person, and and the same applies to a king. Uh, only he his main place where he lives is in the house, and that's explained in in a Maimer on Megillah And therefore, the house represents where Hashem's presence is more manifest where it's more comfortable. Now, in Tanya and Periklam and Hay, it says that Hashem's light are in Saif, it only really is, uh, it only uh, unites, it only fuses with uh, with Chochmah, which is the highest of the spheres. So, uh, therefore, uh, that only Chachma is is uh, w- can be one with Hashem, and then through Chachma, Hashem's light then spreads to the other spheres, but it's it's to a lesser degree. And therefore, Torah comes from Chachma. Says that I rise on the Chachma Nafkas. That Torah comes out of Chachma, which that is uh, Hashem's palace, which is like the in the metaphor where the king lives as his set place, his permanent place. Whereas the middas, the emotional attributes, which are the seven lowest spheres, they're called the courtyards of the king. Uh, within courtyards, there's the inner courtyard and the outer courtyard, because uh, the spheres have the the inner part of the sphere, and then the external trappings, which is what we call the externals of the vessels that hold the spheres. Um, in general, uh, with spheres, the the main the difference between uh, the different spheres is primarily about the keli, the vessel, um, because the uh, ur, Hashem's light, is always the same. 
or even according to the opinion, there's differences even in the light, but it's more subtle. Whereas with Kalim, the vessels, that's where there are differences. There's and there's uh, the external part of the um, the vessels and inner part. Elsewhere, Hasidus ex- explains this more at length, and so the uh, the difference between external and internal of the kalim of the um, courtyards can also be explained that it refers to the highest spheres and the lowest spheres. So either that the within the seven emotional attributes is first chagas the uh, emotional the the um, uh, high the the deeper emotion and then there's netzachaydus and malchus nahim. Uh, which is more external, uh, what we do with that emotion to actually uh, action, bring it towards action. Uh, so that so we could say that chagas is the panimi, the internal, and then nahi is the external. Or even to say that um, that nahi is still part of internal because it's still the process and the feelings within the person, whereas malchus is when it's expressed outward to others, and therefore malchus is called, only malchus is the external of the courtyard, whereas yisoid may still be considered part of the internal, and um, this relates to what it explains elsewhere, that uh, that Tzion and Yerushalayim, the two names for Yerushalayim, uh, refer to um, uh, refer to yisoid, and uh, Malchus. So now, when we say, that my soul yearns and expires towards the courtyards of Hashem, so uh, these courtyards are the spheres, the lower spheres. Now, in davening, we also have this concept. We have the external courtyard is Pesukit de Zimra, where we praise Hashem and Nathan, then the inner courtyard is Shema. So in Pesukah Zimra, we talk we talk about nature as well as the angels, uh, how they praise Hashem. But all of that is chitzayin, that's all external, compared to Shema, where in Shema we accept Hashem's yoke, Hashem's kingship, and, um, and uh, we accept uh, the mitzvahs, to perform the mitzvahs. That is the inner courtyard. That's what really matters, the, the entire universe. And all the spiritual worlds are just uh, sort of the, um, the support for what re- Hashem really cares for, which is uh, the, uh, he, he created the yidin to, and, and, and uh, gave us the ability to do the Torah mitzvahs. And therefore, we say that there's a possible that the Chatzar Panim Sapayinakadim, the inner courtyard, which faces east. So, um, the base of English faces towards the east. And um, the, the Torah is also called Mashal Kadmoni. Kadmoni means the, 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 it's the parable of the original one, but Kadmoni also relates to the same word, Kadim. So, in uh, in uh, Zayar, it implies, at least according to some of Harshim, Mikdash uh, um, uh, Melech, that uh, the inner courtyard is Olam uh, HaBriya, the world of Bria, whereas the outer courtyard is Olam HaYitzira. And uh, there are other sources for this as well. And that fits with what we said before about the outer courtyard is Pesukit de Zimra and the inner courtyard is Shema because Pesukit de Zimra is where the soul elevates to Yitzira, especially when da, da, when one davens in a really uh, focused way and 
in line with the Kabbalah. Uh, whereas uh, the Shema is Olam HaBriya, is the word of Bria. We pass through the two courtyards, the outer courtyard being Psuki the Zimra and the inner courtyard being Shema. So then we get to the house, which that refers to Shemun Esrei, which is in the world of Atsilos, meaning where it's totally one with Hashem. In terms of spheres, so Atsilos is, uh, is Chachma, uh, Bria is Bina, Yitzira is the Midas, and Asiya is Machos. This answers why, on one hand, we said before that the outer courtyard and inner courtyard are compared to the midas, the lower midas and higher midas within Atsilos. And then the house is at the top of Atsilos Chachma. On the other hand, we're saying here that the house is Atsilos and then the courtyards are Bria and Yitzira. So the answer is that, yeah, with it, the four worlds correspond to the spheres as well. So you could get more specific and say that all the different levels, the courtyards in the house, the home is uh, in Atilus, or you could say divide it more generally, more Bechlalus, and then say uh, the house is Atilus, and then Bria is the inner courtyard, Yitzira, the outer courtyard. Now, uh, the the ten spheres, so we can either so we can either say that the house is Chachma, the house is even Keser, but either way, then the um, courtyards with the lower um, lower spheres. So now, in there is a source from Reishis Chachma that the inner courtyard uh, it uh, rep- it is uh, what do we call the inner courtyard where the light of Atzilus uh, shines on Shabbos on Shabbos with the world's elevated and therefore we have a greater um, spirit uh, manifestation of Hashem's light than the rest of the week uh, and and so the light of Atzilus shines in the inner courtyard by the uh, inner courtyard on Shabbos and. Uh, th- uh, that is because when we talk about the light of each world, um, so there's the light which is natural for that world, and then there's the uh, light which is beyond the world but also influences the world. So the light of, the light of Attilus um, shining in, into the courtyard is like saying the light of Attilus as it shines into Bria. Uh, as an example, perhaps, you know, there might be an idea that you understand. So that's something at your level that you take in. And then there might be another idea. You don't fully understand it, but it has an impact on you. And this is even more true with emotions, that you might have your emotion and then you might be in a powerful scene. You don't even necessarily quite get what's happening, but still it has has an impact. And that's like a light from a higher world having an impact also on the lower world. Okay, base. So now, in order to help us understand this, we're going to talk about Isis, about letters. Now, the famous Sefi Yatira says that, that a letter is compared to a stone and then you build a, a, a home out of many stones. So uh, w- letters and words are the external, and in them you, you have either your ideas or your feelings and uh, within letters, the letters of speech are more external than the letters of thought uh, because 
when you speak, so then the words come out of you, whereas when you think, the idea, the words are still inside you. And uh, they always stay one with you, uh, the, the, the words of uh, thinking, and therefore they're called the inner courtyard, unlike speech, which would be called, called the outer courtyard. <laughs> and uh, that also relates to Bria and Yatsira, with Bria being uh, thought and then Yatsira being speech. Then we have the, the house itself, the king, the or the king's house, and that um, is also made out of uh, stones. Which, as we said, that stones represent letters. Now, although normally letters, when you have letters and words, so you have only the external of the idea, but uh, with the house, then then you have the the the, the content and the depth shines through. The words don't block it. So you could have when someone's reading, uh, reading uh, from a book or an article, even if he understands each word, but he doesn't understand what the article is saying or what the book, the part of the page of the book that he's reading is saying. So uh, that's that's like when uh, when you have words, but they don't let the whole content shine through. Whereas uh, when it does let the content shine through, then that's called the house. So uh, Bria, which is the world of Bria's compared to Mahshava, Mahshava thought is called Yeshmeya and something from nothing because it doesn't necessarily have the the a continuation from what's going on inside. So even when when we're thinking. Uh, we could be missing the sort of the essence, the main point of what what he had in what the person had inside his his uh, mind. And, you know, we often don't even know ourselves fully. Um, so that's uh, that that's why it's something new. It's a break from Machshav is a break from Chachma from from his deeper wisdom that that he has inside him. Uh, so uh, so we so we. Uh, the the uh, words, uh, as we said, or call uh, uh, can either they're called stones that either build uh, the courtyard or the house. But the king only lives in a permanent way in the house, uh, meaning that uh, the house represents wh- where the 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 where the king is natural and others his essence without a symptom, without a contraction. So. Similarly, in terms of our Vedas Hashem, the way we serve Hashem, so you, you can either talk about courtyard or house. Like the Pasuk says, Yishka in Chatzarecha, Nisba Betuv Beisecha. He uh, dwells in the courtyards. Nisba, let us uh, be satisfied in the good of your house. So our relationship with Hashem can be either that it's like a courtyard, that yes, he might be davening and learning, and he's thinking about the words, but he's not totally sort of sunken in, that he's fully involved. And uh, then we have someone else who is uh, thinks deeply into the into the meaning of the davening as much as he can, and the same thing into the Torah to, underst- to uh, understand it to its depth as much as he can. And there it's not just his courtyard, but it's his house. 
or like we say, the Hecha of Hashem, the, the uh, uh, palatial chambers of Hashem. So when we say, Hashem, that my soul yearns for the courtyards of Hashem, so then that's still only the external, it's only the courtyard, not the house. And this word, Kolsa, uh, to yearn and expire to Hashem, it also comes from the word Kala, meaning that, it, that when we are only betrothed to Hashem, but not fully married. And uh, Kedushin, which is, Kedushin is like Maimur, right? We have uh, with the um, the regular woman is betrothed and then married. There's two halachic uh, steps in the ma- in getting married. With the Yavam and uh, in Yibum, so then uh, the Minatar, there's uh, just Yibum, but Midrabanan, there's first Maimur. Um, so, which is the sort of betrothal before the Yibum. And so in terms of our relationship with Hashem, Maimer, the words is the words of the uh, Torah and Davening, and that's the like the Kedushin, the first step, like when we give a ring. But then when we think deeply and we really take the Hashem's Torah inside us, so that is like the Nisu in the actual marriage, which then um, marriage relates to them actually living together and uh, bonding in all ways, including physically and emotionally, etc. And this, so, we, so, and and then the uh, uh, this uh, deeper, uh, deeper thing from from the man is absorbed. Uh, the from the man represents the mashpia is absorbed in the makabel, the recipient, and. Uh, Similarly, with uh, davening, where the the idea of, of of Hashem's great Hashem's greatness is absorbed in a deep way into the person, so then that's the second stage, the stage of Nisoin, and where it's been internalized, it's not just external. Okay, now over the page, Gimel. So we in the the Maimur began with the Pasuk Ve'irastich. In that Pasuk it says, Ve'irastich li le'elam, that uh, you're betrothed to me forever. So the the Medrash says, the Medrash Shechatev, when it's talking about when Shmuel went to anoint David as a future king, and he went through all the sons of Yishai, so it says there that whenever it it says li for me for Hashem, then that is eternal in both in this world and in the next world. Um. So the the uh, meaning of this is an external level might be subject to change, but what Hashem internally it is not subject to change. And therefore, when you tap into this deeper level, then then it's permanent. Like we see that when Shaul asked if uh, if he can do to Shuvah and he can you know, have his king kingdom returned to him because he was told that he would lose the kingdom, so Shmuel responded that Adam that Hashem is not a person who changes his mind, meaning that uh, David's kingship connected to Hashem beyond Adam beyond person which represents the set of rules shall connected to Hashem within those rules and therefore was limited whereas David it's beyond the rules and therefore it, it it's permanent and 
at that stage, there's no right, there's no left. In other words, the two different sides of the spheres, that's uh, where, where things are limited. Whereas Hashem's essence, it, it doesn't divide up into different uh, pathways. And it's not based on how much we deserve. If it would be based on how much we deserve, then there would be changes. But, uh, but beyond Adam, beyond which Adam represents, like, say, the shalshalus, the order of things. So then Zaya says about that high level, lay smaller by Atik. There's no left when you in Atik. Atik is just this is it. And there's no, there's no different sides. And and therefore, Shmuel Shmuel uh, in it says Rama uh, Karni that I lift up. Um, that my horn is uh, uplifted to Hashem. This was Hannah's uh, prayer of uh, of uh, Hashem about having a child. So, it mean, mean, what does it mean? Ramat's uplifted. It's lifted beyond where there's rules and beyond where there are different ways, how different possibilities, just to a way of permanence and Hashem's will, and that's it. There's nothing holding it back. And that's that's what we said before. Wherever it says Lee, Hashem says for me, then 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 there's uh, uh, no limits and there's no changes. Now, although it says that uh, that this this is the level of Bina, it says in Paradise that Lee is the level of Bina, but Bina is actually where Atik, which is beyond spheres, can be manifest um, because they've got a relationship. Atik is often associated with pleasure, where not pleasure, where the the person just feels at peace and he just feels good about himself. But that often relates to bina. Bina is the development of idea. When he has the full idea, he's not struggling with it. He just has the whole idea before him. So then that relates to a deep pleasure. Now, the Pasuk says, that you'll be betrothed to me, and that is the Kiddushin betrothal. And, uh, and uh, when it, the truth is, whenever we do a mitzvah, we say, that we thank you, Hashem, who sanctifies us, us through your his commandments but that it also means who betrothed us through uh, who betrothes us through the mitzvahs through hashem's commandments and because we become married to betrothed hashem through doing mitzvahs now at the same time seemingly surprising we please sanctify us with your mitzvahs hashem already does we say you already did sanctify us with the mitzvahs so what does it mean saying it again in future tense the explanation is that there are two levels. It says this also about uh, about remembering Hashem, that there's two levels of remembering, and about the mitzvahs of Hashem, there's two levels there too of the commandments of Hashem. So you could have the mitzvahs as they are in Malchus, the actions of Malchus, and then the mitzvahs as they are in Zah, in the emotional attributes. And then, even beyond Zah, even beyond the emotional attributes, there's the mitzvahs as they come from from uh, from uh, Arich, which is uh, the external part of uh, Kesser. So, when we say Shaman, the third paragraph of Vayomer, it, it mentions twice uh, rem- that we're remembering Hashem. So, and 
Uh, also, we have mitzvahs mentioned twice. We have mitzvahs, and mitzvahs Hashem, Hashem's mitzvahs, my mitzvahs, and in other places as well, different levels of mitzvahs. So the higher level is mitzvah is saying my mitzvahs, and that's beyond mitzvahs of the mitzvahs of Hashem. Because when you say a name of Hashem, that's that's already more external. Uh, whereas the essence is when you say Hashem says my mitzvahs, and at that high level, then Hashem doesn't change, and that's the keser. And in the Asarasa Dibras, in the, the Asarasa Dibras, the Ten Commandments, then uh, that comes from also from Arich, which is Keser, from beyond. And that's the high level where the, there's permanence and no changes. But when we do a mitzvah, we say that you have sanctified us through your mitzvahs and you have betrothed us through, through, through your mitzvahs. So that's uh, still at the lower level, which is subject to change. But then when we dove and Katshen, when we say, Secha, sanctify us with your mitzvahs, that is the high level where there's no change. It's Hashem for himself without any symptom, without any contraction and concealment. Now, when uh, each limb has its specific function and, and which relates to a certain uh, spiritual energy, and that energy can only be manifest within the particular limb. For example, the power of vision can, can only be manifest in the eye. So the vessel which takes in that energy starts like Zah. And then the, the energy, the life force that's coming into it is like a is, is, is similar to Kesa, this unlimited energy coming into Zah, which is a specified spheres. And when Mashiach comes, then we'll have this level of erastically that will be betrothed Hashem, that it will be in a way of permanence and without change. And therefore, it uses the word li for me, uh, which is whenever Hashem says for me, then like we said, then it's uh, permanent. And it says that when Mashiach comes, we won't be able to be counted. Now, the mitzvahs can either be within accounts and within limits, as specific rules of how to do a mitzvah. But then there's the unlimited, just doing the mitzvah without any calculation and without any uh limits to the to our level of commitment and uh so this is how it is in Ariach, which is part of Kesser and is unlimited and that's why we're davening for to sanctify us and betroth us with your mitzvahs even though that happens already every time we do a mitzvah that's also the the request and the prayer of of the jewish collective that let uh, Hashem uh, kiss me from the kiss of his mouth. Uh, this uh, also represents this deep and permanent connection. Unlike the Kiddushin now, which is not necessarily permanent. But when it's not just these, the regular spheres, but the the elevated and linked with Keser, with the, then they become permanent. Now, there are two main words used for the different levels of love of Hashem that we can have. There's Avas Olam and Avarabba. And th- there's different ways to define them, especially Avas Olam. So 
Ava Rabba is a passionate love. And Avas Olam either means uh, everlasting love or also a love from the world. In other words, from, from meditating about how Hashem's uh, cre- creation of the world and kindness in the world. So that will get, bring us to a love of Hashem. So uh, the the advantage of uh, of of saying that there's a there's advantages and both Avarab and Avasalam could be considered higher depending on how we define those terms. On one hand, we could say Avasalam is higher because Avasalam is eternal, whereas Avarab and a love that comes out of uh, thinking about uh, meditating on on uh, ideas that will bring us to a passion and love to Hashem. Or developing a love within within our emotions, so that is subject to change. So in that way, Avas Olam, which is eternal, is higher. On the other hand, sometimes we explain Avas Olam as the lower level, where it's a love that comes from thinking about Hashem's greatness within the world, whereas Avarabah is Hashem's greatness beyond the world. So we can explain that there's two levels of Avas Olam. That Avas Olam can either be related to Malchus. Time, uh, t- uh, understanding Hashem and and being uh, amazed by Hashem, praising Hashem from from His uh, creation, and and then also Avosayim uh, could mean eternal that it's even higher than Avarava. The lower level of Avosayim love Hashem from being wowed by things in the world or the, the universe and, the, and spiritual worlds. So that's all related to Malchus. Then Avarabba, this passionate love, is related to the Midas and especially to Tiferis. And then the higher level, Avasalam, the eternal love that relates to Bina. And uh, therefore, when at the time of Kedushin, we ha- the Chazan has to specifically say, Lee, you are here by, not just you are here by betrothed, but you are here by betrothed to me, because this Lee represents permanence and connecting to Hashem beyond limits. And uh, that's the inner meaning of Tev Lach, what we say in Tehillim and Halel, Tev Lach says, Ba'ashem mibetayach ba'adam, that it's better to to, uh, take refuge and rely on Hashem rather than on a person, rather than uh, trusting and relying on a person. So person represents the godliness within worlds, within rules, within nature, whereas Hashem beyond Adam, that represents Hashem himself, so now, mitzvahs ultimately are from beyond. They're from uh, keser, from uh, where there's uh, permanence and there's nothing can shake it. And that's why we uh, daven that Hashem should uh, should uh, sanctify us and betroth us, even even though we already say because there's always that higher level, like we just uh, said. And uh, that is the uh, Li, which Hashem says for me, which is uh, permanent uh, beyond the mitzvahs within limits, within numbers, uh, to move on beyond that to Kesa, which is unlimited and beyond numbers. Okay. So that was just uh, repeating the last few lines of the third column. And now on to the uh, fourth uh, and f- uh, fourth column, Amadalad. So 
nowadays it's like working within the system it's only the level of godly light which you're able to take in and therefore there's ups and downs that's mamali common whereas with mashiach we're working at the level of lee permanence and the kiss of hashem which uh, this eternal connection so then it is uh, and that's so common hashem as he as he surrounds and is beyond worlds so then then it's without change and permanence so which begins with uh, early in the Pasuk, it says that I, I'm yearning and I'm expiring, uh, my soul's expiring towards the courtyards of Hashem. So then it continues, and my heart and my flesh are, are singing in praise to the living God. So the first half of the Pasuk is closer nefesh, is this yearning that the soul has. But then my flesh and my my heart and my flesh, that's the part of us that gets more involved in the world compared to the soul. And so there it's singing praise to Hashem. And that's even higher than the court, courtyards of Hashem, which is uh, more external. Um, because... Uh, it's the part of us that gets in into the world, and in order to do that without getting totally submerged, it has to come from even higher. And uh, that's the, uh, the the idea of it says b'makim shabalik shavaimdim that where the balshuva stands, even the perfect tzaddik doesn't stand because the balshuva has got involved in the world. He's uh, he's uh, been part of it, but then has uh, has transform that and elevated be, uh, elevated beyond and you can only do that with an even more intense spirituality uh, so that even this world shouldn't conceal and it, Hashem's presence should be able to be revealed even here like we say in Halal that because Hamash, uh, because Hashem is so high therefore Liris, therefore he, can, he descends down without it having ha, having any impact a lower level of godliness is impacted based on descending down whereas a high level of godliness is not impacted and that's the idea of Avas Olam we say that Avas Olam Avtanu that you have loved us, an eternal love, and you've got this, uh, we tell Hashem that you have this great mercy upon us, uh, that, that you connect us even when we're stuck within the materialism of this world. Okay, Dalad, final ice. So the Ramaz, um, he, he explains that when the Pasuk said, on the Pasuk, you shall take from me Truma, he says that Li is Chachma, which is the soul of, uh, of uh, the universe and all worlds. And uh, Li represents permanence. Now, Li is Gematria 40, which is four Yuds. And this is, uh, you could spell out Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, in different ways. But when you spell it out, yud vav dalad, hey yud, vav yud vav, hey yud, so you're adding uh, 10 to each letter, a yud to each letter, uh, and that's called shem ab, uh, and that represents chachma. That's that's uh, the idea of uh, also when it says in the in the brachas of Bilam, or misparis reva Yisrael. Um, and counts the rova, the, the uh, rova is connected to four, that it has the yud in all four letters of uh, Shemavaya. And 
And the Rizal explains on the positive by Yom Hashem that when Mashiach comes, Hashem will be one and his name will be one. So instead of it says Yiyah as opposed to Yurke Vavke, um, not because uh, when Mashiach comes, so then the second half of Shem Avaya, which is normally a Vavke, will instead be a Yurke because it will it will be elevated and connect right back up to the original Yur to Chachma. Including Knesset Israel, the Jewish collective, which are connected to Malchus, they'll receive straight from Chachma. Now, Knesset Israel literally is Knesset is like to collect from Israel and Israel. There's two levels of Israel, the lo, which is called Israel Zut and Israel Saba, the the, the small Israel, the, the the elder Israel. So. The low level of Israel, which Israel is made up of two words, Li Reish, to me is the head. So the lower level is Chochma as it is uh, brought into the Midas to influence the emotions. But with Mashiach, so we have Chochma itself, which Chochma is the first sphere which takes from the infinite and takes from the beyond. It's called Aden. That's why in the parish of Tzitzis, the Bayoma, the third pa- paragraph of Shema, so it ends with Ani Hashem Lekechem, because it, it contrasts their two levels. There's two levels of memory, two levels of mitzvahs, and then it, it, it concludes with Ani Hashem Lekechem, I am Hashem your God, that uh, Ani, this I, is the the um, the unlimited godly night, ke- uh, godly light Keser. Which is uh, what we call also Li, the way Hashem says for me. Now, it when Mashiach comes, the Torah from beyond will be revealed. And that is through our Torah now, and the same thing with mitzvahs. That that the that through our mitzvahs, the unlimited mitzvahs, Hashem's mitzvahs themselves will be revealed. And uh, that's the meaning of what we say, sanctify us and betroth us through your mitzvahs and give us our portion in your Torah. Meaning that we want a portion in Hashem's Torah and we want to be sanctified with Hashem's mitzvahs, meaning not just the mitzvahs that we can accomplish, which are limited, but uh, mitzvahs as they really are for Hashem, which are unlimited. Okay, so that concludes the... uh, uh, the uh, Maimer, the Biron Veirastich, uh, explain with with a touch on a number of points, including the difference between the more external courtyard and in, versus internal house. Spoken about words within speech, within thought, and when sometimes the words reveal the whole depth. And uh, spoke about the meaning of Li to do with permanence, and. And uh, the Almitus versus Hashem's Pesukei Zimra Shema Shmonesrei, uh, and Avas Olam, uh, uh, then Avarabba, and then uh, back, and then a high level of Avas Olam, and um, and uh, th- through all this we betroth and we bond with Hashem first in a limited way, and then in an unlimited and permanent way.